It's Growing in Greatness radio show with host Gwendolyn Singletary. We want to be your source for reliable, relevant, and informative strategies that disrupt the norm and to help ambitious achievers grow in greatness. Don't miss it. Mondays at 6 p.m. right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Achievers grow in greatness. Greatness, 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 greatness. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Growing in Greatness Radio Show with your host, Gwendolyn Singletary. I am Princess Cooper, CEO of Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. It is always my pleasure when we're launching a new show to introduce our host and for you to get to know them like I know them. I am proud to get to this point within the network to bring this product to the network, this information, this talent, and Gwendolyn Singletary. Miss Singletary, how are you? Oh, I'm great today. How are you? I'm doing really good. I appreciate you taking part in this and saying, hey, this is what I would like to do with this podcast. We've discussed it, as I said, on air and off air for about a couple of years, maybe a little bit more. I'm not mm-hmm. sure, but we're at this point, and I am just proud that we are here together on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. So let's dial to the audience and tell them um, what they can expect from you each time we're on Growing in Greatness Radio. Okay, well, first of all, let me just say thank you so much for the vision that you have and your um, willingness to share and open up and help so many people um, with their platform and inform, you know, the consumers that we have out there. So I want to thank you so much. I am so impressed and happy to be a part of this. Um, My show, because, you know, you and I have talked for a long time, and uh, you said you want to bring a business show, and that's something that I have a lot of experience in. I do a lot of workshops and seminars. And so with that being said, especially in the times we're in right now, we just thought it was a great idea to come and bring that information um, and also some different information to the forefront on businesses and how to, um, people to be great in what they do. Um, like my, my, my um, brand promise says, we are a source for relevant, reliable, which is very important, and informative strategies that disrupts the norm and help ambitious achievers grow in greatness. We're going to actually do a series a little further down the road on what is greatness and uh, I want people to understand the importance of what it takes to be successful, uh, whether it's in business or just a successful parent or a successful teacher, um, anything you do, um, what it means to be great. So um, we're not going to deal with mediocrity. We're going to go for the gusto, and we're going to all grow in greatness in terms of what we have in our hearts and our minds to do. Awesome. And, you know, Gwen, this is the time to to provide this excellent information. You know, we are in the middle of a pandemic. Hopefully we're mm-hmm. coming out on the other side of this. But businesses have had to reflect on, you know, their strategy and their goals and what they're going to do. And we're going to get into that, I'm sure. But I mm-hmm. want you to tell the audience and our listeners about some of the brands you've worked with and some that you've had success with. Okay. Um, I will go um, tell you about that. But, you know, overall, I've had many, many, many years, okay, 30 years, <laughs> in um, experience in marketing communications and strategic activation and coalition building uh, in ways to cre- create effective outcomes. Um, I've had experience in international markets, um, as well as all diverse sides of sexual, social economic areas, um, cultural insights and all that. Um, I have worked in large corporations, 
Um, I have worked as a principal and still work as a principal in my own small business and a nonprofit. So I think that gives me a unique position to talk about how you have a deeper understanding and appreciation of the challenges that each group goes through, understanding how to scale your business, understanding how to finance it, how to get resources. So with that broad spectrum of corporate America, a small business owner, and nonprofit executive director, I think I bring a very big insight to that. Um, You asked me earlier about some brands I've worked on. Um, I've worked on Verizon. Um, my company was instrumental in bringing Verizon, how sweet the sound, to life. Uh, that was a great opportunity and great fun for us. Um, did Burger King. Um, we may, may not be the world's number one burger fast food chain. We just taste like it. That was my company. Uh, I ran that account um, on that piece. Um, worked on McDonald's huh. as well. Uh, worked on the Ford Motor Company, uh, number of their cars, um, Pepsi-Cola. Um, we did the positioning for Mountain Dew, Do the Dew, which is still their brand mantra. Um, worked on healthcare brands, AstraZeneca. Um, Seroquel and Nexium, um, oh, gosh, Home Depot, uh, You Can Do It, We Can Help, um, we've done that, huh. uh, we've done NBC, um, I think we're the only uh, multicultural agency that, that NBC had ever had, and we worked with NBC News, um, I've also done some international business, I worked on Dennis Bank, which is an African bank, but I worked on that bank during uh, my time in the UK, I uh, also worked on SPK Health and ASTAR. Uh, while I was in the UK. So um, we've had, I've been blessed to have a lot of experience and great memories and things, and I want to be able to share with uh, folk who are looking to, to make their mark and to be successful. That is a very impressive list for sure. You know, we all have um, visions and we all we all have a talent that God has given us. But when did you say, hmm, um, when did it come to you that, you know, I, I'm, I'm meant for something greater? <laughs> That's um, a funny story. Um, my parents, um, by the grace of God, were really wonderful parents. I, I'm blessed to say uh, I had really great parents. A lot of people didn't and don't and can't say that, but I can. And no matter what, they were always about you can do it. Uh, my father was a, a minister, a mother, nurse, and they always believed education was the way and you can do it. And they not only said it, they showed it and tried to provide as much as they could. With humble and meeker beginnings, you know, they tried to provide that, but they always pushed us. And so I knew that I had it in me. Uh, I, I believe truly what they said. But what was the catalyst of it was I was working at a corporation at one point in time. And uh, was blessed to do an outstanding job. And I say outstanding job because my numbers showed it. Um, uh, my numbers were the highest of any other uh, buyer in the company. I was in, in, in retail in a buyer position. And uh, I, was, I, I was doing innovative things. And God was just blessing me with some insights. And things were going extremely well. And they were going so well that the principal of the company came to me and said, your numbers are phenomenal. And, and, and I'm going to go get you a raise. You just need to deserve a raise. So I'm excited about the raise and this and this. And then about an hour or two later, he called me to his office and said that uh, the manager of the store said, well, no, it wouldn't be fair to give me a raise and that um, I would have to wait. And that really frustrated me. Um, that really, I won't say the word, but I was a little indignant about that. And I said, you know what? I can show you better than I can tell you. That was my thing. I got that from my mom. I can show you better than I can tell you. 
<laughs> and then I went out and started marketing myself to get a job. And uh, by the grace of God, that started my my, my trajectory to um, what I did in life. You know, I, I got a really nice bump in salary, a more prestigious, uh, prestigious company, and it just said to me, you know, you put your mind to this, you can do anything. And so that's what really propelled me, just getting frustrated and angry and a little, can I say, pissed off at being done unfairly uh-huh. when I knew I deserved better. Uh, I'm not going to let anybody hold me back. And the benefit of that for me taught me a couple things uh, in business. You don't get what you deserve. You get what you negotiate. Remember that. You do wow. not get what you deserve. You get what you negotiate. Don't sit there and say, well, they know what I do. They should know. Uh-uh, uh-uh. It's a way you need to let people know what your expectations yes. are, what you're doing, and we'll talk about that as we go forward. But understand that piece. You don't get what you So I learned from that. You need to go out there and constantly put yourself out there and, and show people what you're worth. So that was really my catalyst to go do what I knew that I had it in me to do. I love that. You mm-hmm. don't get what you deserve. You get what you negotiate. And yeah. I can show you better than I can tell you. <laughs> that was one of my mother's favorite um, sayings also. And mm-hmm. she was one of those that inspired me. That was the first person that inspired mm-hmm. me was my mother, mm-hmm. my sixth grade teacher, um, my my best friend. And mm-hmm. I want to know who in business, though, inspired you. Okay. In business, um, I have to say um, uh, Byron Lewis. Um, Byron Lewis is the chairman emeritus of Uniworld. He is the founder of Uniworld and started. And Uniworld was the, small, the second largest. At one time, the largest and became the second. Um, Uniworld and Burrell went back and forth in terms of who's the largest multicultural agency in the country. And uh, I think he actually started Burrell about, he started his company about six months after Burrell. But I worked for Byron Lewis, and uh, he was a, uh, a force and still is a force um, while he's retired and we still keep in contact. But I learned so much about business, um, uh, people. Um, I learned so much how to um, negotiate. Uh, that was one thing he taught me um, in terms of uh, seeing the bigger picture. Um, I understood and said to me and heard his stories of how he started Uniworld and why he started Uniworld. And he started Uniworld kind of similar to the way I did. Somebody made him angry and said, you can't, and he did. And so um, he's a person that I actually speak to nowadays. I've left Uniworld plenty years ago and still have and have my company and that sort of thing. Um, he also helped me with my first company. When I left his company, I actually, he actually helped me get my first company started, which I was, you know, blow away that he did that for me. Um, but his heart to give and uh, all the people that he touched and you have no idea how many small businesses came out of his big com- his company, you know, and he supported all of us in that. Uh, so his, his heart, his visionary concept, his personality um, just said, you know, yeah, that's, I've learned so much from you. I want to give you a kudos. And when I first started my first business, I will tell you this, um, my boardroom, I named my boardroom after him, the Byron Lewis boardroom. And I had a big picture of him in my boardroom. And that was kind of honored to him because of what he had done in terms of helping me and so many others in the business. Wow, just powerful. And, and we've talked about your businesses before, but I'd never mm-hmm. heard the Byron Lewis boardroom um, mm-hmm. and, and your yeah. homage to him, paying tribute mm-hmm. to him for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, Gwendolyn, I also talked to you about my passions, my hobbies, and, and, mm-hmm. and things that I like to do. But when do we know or when can we 
or do you agree with turning your passion or hobby into a business? Uh, the first word I can come to my mind is absolutely. Um, to have a business, uh, to make it successful, it takes passion. And you have got to love it. And while people constantly go into business, oftentimes about making money and having my own hours and doing what I want to do, let me tell you now, that doesn't happen. You don't do what you want to do. You still work for somebody. You still have responsibilities. And you work harder than you do with somebody else in your own business. So you need to like what you do. It makes sense yeah. to me if you can turn your passion, your, your hobby into a business because you're going to need all of that and the enjoyment of it to do this thing right. So absolutely, I think anybody who does that, you've done that. Um, and I know others who have done that, and it really does make a difference. When people enjoy what they do, the people that work with you, the people you hire, and I'm sure with your network, I know you have other businesses too, but I'm sure with your network, you can tell the ones who really enjoy their radio and broadcast yes. based on the, what they mm-hmm. bring to the table, how hard they work, work, how they call you and ask you questions. you, you got to have that, absolutely. I think that's a wonderful thing if you can do both. That's great. I agree. I absolutely love what I do. And every morning is a joy to wake up and start that work journey and make a difference and accomplish my goals. I I couldn't agree with you more. Um, Getting to the top, though, getting to the pinnacle or having that ultimate success, what are some of the biggest fallacies out there about getting to the top? Um. I would say that the biggest fallacy, the thing that hurts the most people is the fact that they think that once they get to the top, their job is done. It's never done. Uh, If you for your business to continue to be successful, uh, to grow, you have to keep growing. You need to keep coming out with new innovations. You have to keep finding new resources. Um, You know, whether it's a, a cheaper way to ship your product, whether it's a cheaper way to buy your product, whether there is uh, a merger uh, with somebody, if you want to do a, um, you know, uh, sell stock to your company, there's always more for you to do. So oftentimes people will think that when I get to the top, when I make a million dollars or whatever, I'm good. No, you're not if you're going to have a business. It's yeah. constantly is something that pulls on you. Um, the other thing about, uh, I think, the fallacy people make is that when I get to the top, um, you know, I can uh, work less, and you don't work less than you did before, but you enjoy what you're doing. And even if it's not so much the business, I believe that if you have gotten to the top and been successful enough to be acknowledged for your success, you owe it to someone else to help them. So if that is the situation where you are uh, 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 Amazon's uh, bake holes or whatever, and you decide I don't want to do that anymore, there's still something else for you to do. You have another company in your in your in your gut that you want to birth. You have um, money you want to help with people education. You have somebody you want to mentor. The work is never done, and I think that's one of the issues people have. Oh, I think you, you're never finished, and I think it's great that you're never finished. I think it's wonderful that you continue to share and grow. We're always growing. I I work for McDonald's Corporation in, in their marketing department, and they always had a, a little saying saying, "When you're green, you're growing." And so with that being said, I agree with that 100%. When you're green, you're growing. So you're constantly learning and doing more each and every day. Yes, 
Yes, and it's great that you continue to grow. It's great Mm -hmm. that when you get to where you think you want it to be, that then Mm -hmm. you even grow more, and then you say, okay, what's the next thing? But it's a Mm -hmm. continual work and growth process for Mm -hmm. sure. Let's take a break Mm -hmm. right here, Gwendolyn, and when we come back, we're going to talk about something that I love, and that is digital versus traditional marketing. Um, That is something that Gwen and I have definitely discussed many, many, many times for sure. This is Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. This is Growing in Greatness radio show Mondays at 6 p.m. with host Gwendolyn Singletary. You will be able to hear all of her podcasts live streaming and on replay on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Spotify, Google, podcast we have it all all of her shows will be on their growing in greatness radio show let's take a break right here never had it so good sports media network i am princess cooper gwendolyn singletary you wouldn't play soccer with a basketball or even a tennis ball it's all about having the right equipment when it comes to moisturizers clinique has four to choose from moisture oil control anti-age spf formulated to suit a man's skin. Put on your game face. There's a science to looking good. Do you need tile installed in your home or business? Then John Robinson Tile LLC is the company for you. We have over 60 years of experience installing tile. We do bathrooms, kitchens, and so much more. Give us a call at 803-529-0092. Check out our website at www.johnrobinsontile2.com. Visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, too. Just search J-Rob Tile or John Robinson Tile. We're licensed and insured and Schluter certified. If you need tile installed, we are your company. We believe in laying hands on everything that we do. That's John Robinson Tile Installation Service for new and old homes. Renovation of kitchens and bathrooms installs all types. That's John Robinson Tile, the number two, dot com. Welcome back to Growing in Greatness radio show with the host, Gwendolyn Singletary. I am Princess Cooper, and this is our first launch show, and we're so excited about that. Gwen, I actually want to stop and ask you, why Growing in Greatness? Now, those that, you know, that are listening, I know Gwen, and I know probably some of the listeners know you too. So this, is, this fits to me, but why the title Growing in Greatness? Because I think it's everyone's destiny. And at some point, we're going to have a show talking about what is success and what is greatness. And I want to um, uh, give people the empowerment to be great, not feel that's being arrogant, um, not feeling that that is uh, beyond them. Um, When we really start talking about what greatness is um, and your abilities and your mindset and that kind of thing, I think it's important that people start thinking of that way. Uh, We have too many mediocre people and ideas and suggestions. We have people who don't want to work hard uh, and make the effort. We have people who have the confidence in themselves or their programs, their processes, or their thought patterns to go forward. And we we want to say that all of those things are important and that you can do something bigger than you ever thought you could do. So that's the reason for growing in greatness. And like I said, you're always growing. And uh, that's why I kind of pin that saying, you know, this is what we're going to talk about. Yeah. If you're living, you're growing. 
And if you're mm-hmm. growing, you're expanding your horizon for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. This next topic, listeners, Gwen and I talk about quite often traditional marketing versus the new digital age. Uh, give me your discussion, your thoughts about uh, um, that topic, Gwen. You know, the, the the new digital age and the marketing, the social media and all that, it has, to me, its pros and its cons. Um, what I've seen oftentimes is not done right, that when people go into uh, social media and digital marketing, they tend to eclipse the planning process that you have to do. They forget about who's their target. They forget about um, the competition. They forget about the marketplace. They forget about what people need. They forget about giving a, uh, finding out how to position something where a person wants it. Not what you want them to have, but what they want you to have. So oftentimes people miss that strategic planning process and jump right into, oh, I'm going to do social media or I'm going to do Facebook. They don't even know which social media platforms make what sense for different audiences. There's, you know, of course, there's TikTok, and of course, there's social, um, Facebook, and of course, there's Instagram, and of course, there's LinkedIn. Um, they don't even know the best time to post. They don't know the best time uh, a day or night. They don't know what's the best um, platform to reach the best people. They just jump into it, and they waste a lot of money, um, in my mind, in terms of not um, putting those dollars, and all of us are tight, not putting those dollars in the right place or not doing it the proper way when you start out. Those are the negatives. Um, the positives on the other side to me, I think it's a fresh way to reach people. Um, I think the fact that it is um, you can reach, reach more consumers um, with limited cost. I'm not going to say no cost, but there's a cost to doing it right because you need to have your platforms, you need to have your um, uh, your messaging um, uh, distributed in such a way that looks good and it's appetizing. People can see the letters and the font size and all stuff like that. But you can um, you're able to get your message out there quicker. Um, you are able to change your message quick if you need to. You're able to reach people with a better uh, price, um, a margin in terms of radio or television. Um, it also has a, one of the major benefits of the social media piece is um, credibility. Um, I am going to be more receptive to your message if it comes to me through a friend, opposed to seeing a television commercial or hearing a radio spot from an announcer. When my friend says, hey, I want you to like this, your friend says, hey, have you seen this? It gives you that word of mouth um, advertising, which is trusted and believed, and you're more likely to convert someone to your product or see your side of it. So those are positive parts about it. It's a pro and a con, but you need to do, I think it's more positive than negative if you do the upfront piece first in terms of really understanding what you're doing and not just eclipse and just jump into posting on social media. Yes. Do yourself a favor, small businesses or businesses or entrepreneurs. Don't just take on that DIY culture and just post to post. There is a method to traditional marketing and digital marketing. There is a method to it. Study your business. And I I tell Mm -hmm. my clients that too. And there are certain clients that I don't post on the weekends. They don't have Mm -hmm. traffic on the weekends. Um, Mm -hmm. Their traffic peaks on Wednesday, goes down Mm -hmm. on Thursday. You have to know that about your business. And there's several companies out there that do that. But that's, that's so key. Um, what you said is that we, we can't get into that and study 
your craft and what you do. We alluded early, or I did, about COVID-19, the, the pandemic, the era that, that we're in. And I remember this time last year that I was so upset, and I called you. I was so upset because I didn't get to go to the Final Four, that March Madness had been canceled. And, you know, <laughs> that was really the trivial part of what we've seen in 2020 and early 2021. But let's talk about the effect that that has had on businesses, startup businesses, um, to keep your business open, you know, um, it, because the economy has been a failing economy. It's it's coming back up. But talk about that and, and having a business during these times of COVID-19. Well, you know, we're going to do a whole show on that because it's just so much to cover. But basically what happens, we all know uh, when the bottom kind of dropped out, we lost money, and businesses were scrambling so hard trying to keep their doors open, um, get, uh, figuring out ways in terms of technology to allow the people to work from home. Um, all of those things were scrambling around. And so we kind of got that under control with some um, help, from the, help from our friends in terms of, you know, how to – uh, manipulate and go through that process with masks and, you know, putting together some rules and regulations on, um, you know, working uh, in a COVID environment, which was good. But then businesses, once they kind of got that, um, it kind of got like, okay, now what do I do next? You know, how do I still um, go forward in this whole process? And it's really kind of three things you, I kind of seen people do. Um, one strategy is continue your same product, but look at different channels. And what that means is, Basically, if you have a product, if you are, um, you know, uh, selling um, handbags or whatever you might make or whatever, then you may look at a different channel. People may have come to your store at one time and purchased your handbag or whatever they purchased, but now you may have to do your business online. So that requires a different kind of website, uh, e-commerce website and SKUs and all that. And I know Princess is probably turning her toes up, putting all them skews in when she does a website with someone like that. But you may want to look at another challenge. Your business may end up being an on-site, uh, online business um, opposed to a, a brick and mortar. That's just one thing. And we can talk about all that some more. Your um, other may be something like your same infrastructure that you had before, but a different product, you know, and with that may be something like um, a prime example is Uber. Um, Uber was a company that um, would transport people from point A to point B, and that's what they did. But um, with the COVID happening, people were asked to stay in, people were not traveling, whatever. So what did they do? They took their brand proposition of transportation and changed it from people to product. So what they did was start um, delivering food, thus yes. Uber Eats. Okay, so that's what they did. They take the same structure of driving and, and transporting, but now they're transporting food. Okay, so that's the second thing that some companies who've been successful had to do. Um, the third strategy is the same product in a different infrastructure. So um, let's take an example of that. So um, let's say, okay, Amazon. Um, Amazon, uh, because of the COVID and people had to stay in, and we're not going out and shopping, Amazon business went haywire. I mean, it just went crazy. It was just out of the world. I mean, just crazy. Amazon, UPS, Federal Express, they just began doing a great business because people bought everything online, which was they were told to do. So um, organizations said, well, wow, how can we take advantage of that? Well, then what Lyft did, they decided that, you know what? My people are not getting the opportunity to make the kind of money they did. Thus, I don't make the kind of money I make. Um, let me partner with Amazon. And what I'm going to do is have my people go over to Amazon 
and fill out applications to work in their warehouse and things of that nature, which would give them the flexibility to still do lifts if they wanted to, but there was a job there for them. And they struck a deal, and so Amazon was purposely uh, leaning toward lift drivers to give them um, jobs in terms of um, – you know, how you are coming into Amazon and working there, driving trucks or on the similar line or whatever. So those are the kind of things that innovators do and think about how they can still make a bad situation good. We know um, that some companies um, thrived in COVID. Like I said, Amazon's one. Uh, big box stores like um, Home Depot and, 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 and Lowe's thrived. Um, the UPSs of the world thrived. Um, there were some companies that did very, very well. So what you have to do is find out what your product is, talk about your interest infrastructure, and then look at your um, uh, all those kinds of things and see what you can do to make your product, your service, whatever bit. I keep saying products, but there were services involved in there as well as a Lyft and the, mm-hmm. the Uber. That's a service. So see what your mm-hmm. service could do. Um, your product can do, how can you keep getting that in the hands of consumers or how can you partner and make your employees still or your company still be able to bring in revenue? And, and, and those are some of the things that we have to look at in a little different way uh, in this time. And to be honest with you, this time we pray that um, we will get out of this COVID, but we know we will never go back the way things were. So this is a time yes. for innovative people for people who are achievers, people who are thinking down the road, people who are looking for their future, is thinking about how to survive in this product. I mean, one person I know uh, started this process and said, oh, I sew very well. Um, we have a problem getting masks, uh, face masks. You guys remember when it first started. So she contacted the hospital and said, look, I have a lot of fabric here. I want to donate masks to you guys to help you guys out. And, uh, you know, the hospital went back and forth and trying to figure out what they could, could not, or whatever. But in the interim time, she made a couple masks for people she knew that had their own health care services, things like that. What the people did was put them on Facebook and said, whoa, look at this great mask. This person did this great mask, da 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 Well, then she got so much business, she could not stop doing masks. The benefit of her doing math, if it got to be, you know, um, more costly, she could monogram her math. So corporations and companies start coming to her and say, look, can you do my math with my logo on it? Or uh, I want my favorite football team on it or basketball team on it or my college on it or my favorite football. You know, and her business went booming. Well, she thought she would have nothing to do. Her business went booming because she had an asset that people wanted and needed. And then on top of that, she made good money, but then she started personalizing them, and the money even got bigger. So that's what I'm saying. Just little things that you look at differently and put a twist on them can be still be successful, and that's what entrepreneurs had to do in this season. That's what innovators do. Um, Uber, Uber Eats, Uber Freight now. So right. you are correct, and mm-hmm. um, I think I have a little idea of who you're talking about with those masks. Um, <laughs> Shout out, shout out to her for sure, um, mm-hmm. without mentioning your names. We'll have, we, we have to have so what on at some point. Okay. Um, yeah. You know, attributes of a, of a leader, and I, I just don't want to say leader. Let's say successful leader, you know, mm-hmm. and I see those little tidbits on LinkedIn sometimes, you know, um, leaders and, and, and what, what they do to become leaders and how they act. Mm-hmm. But tell me what you feel are attributes of a successful leader. 
Well, you know, I'm going to be honest. I'm very happy you asked that question, but time is gone. Time is out. Um, But please tune in next Monday because I will be sharing with you uh, all about leadership and the importance of leadership. This of show is going to talk about a number of issues from business perspective, but you cannot go forward into the business process of planning, strategic, um, uh, financial partnerships, all that without being a good leader that can lead your company into the next level. So with that being said, I'm just going to wait until next time, and we're going to talk specifically and more in depth about good leadership. We are in overtime. Thank you. Thank you, girls and greatness host, Gwendolyn Singletary. Again, you can find the replay. We are live every Monday at 6 p.m. with this show. You can find the replay on Apple. Also, tune in. Also, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. You will find Gwendolyn Singletary and Growing in Greatness. Gwen, this was awesome. I was caught up in the conversation. Um, and we are out of time. Gwen, just tell them where they can find you on Facebook. Facebook, Gwen and Greatness Radio Show is where you can find me on Facebook. Please um, click on listen to me. If you have a question for me, if you have a business question specifically, we will be able to do call-in when I when my show and allow folks to ask questions. Yes. But if you have something, just inbox me or send me a question, and I'll be more than try to he- able to help you personally and perhaps even bring it on, um, uh, have it on my show. So thank you. Awesome, Growing in Greatness radio show, Mondays at 6 p.m. with Gwendolyn Singletary on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. It's Growing in Greatness radio show with host Gwendolyn Singletary. We want to be your source for reliable, relevant, and informative strategies that disrupt the norm and to help ambitious achievers grow in greatness. Don't miss it. Mondays at 6 p.m. right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Achievers grow in greatness. Greatness, 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 greatness.